welcome to a brand new episode of the Musafir Stories, India's very own travel podcast, where each week we share the journey of travelers in their own words and relive their experiences with you, our listeners. Hey guys, welcome to a brand new episode of the Musafir Stories. Before we get on with today's episode, a few quick announcements. Firstly, loads of love to our listeners who've been writing with their feedback. Thank you, Priyanka and Pratik, for your kind words. Next, the big announcement of the winner of Rajat's book, Trogbe India. And the winner is Apeksha. Congratulations, Apeksha. We'll soon be reaching out to you for further details. As for today's episode, we have a very talented wordsmith, Akash Mehrotra who was on our episode some time ago and we spoke about Nagaland. Let's get on with today's episode and find out where he's taking us today. So with that introduction, I'd like to welcome Akash Mehrotra from the blog handofcolors.me. Akash, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast and uh, being a part of the podcast again, I should say. And welcome. Thanks a lot. It's, it's uh, very nice to have you back and uh, one of the few guests, Akash, that uh, has come back on the podcast. Oh. So really, really glad to have you. Um, now, Akash, um, before, um, I know <laughs> a lot of the listeners of the previous podcast uh, would have uh, known a little bit about you and what you do about your blog as well. Uh, but for the new listeners who are coming on board, um, why don't you give us a quick introduction about yourself? Sure. I started blogging somewhere in 2015. Uh, which is like almost like three, four years of blogging. I've been blogging and writing a lot. A lot of my articles are now published in uh, travel magazines and uh, newspapers and dailies, uh, both nationally and internationally. Uh, I've been curating communication designs for some hospitality uh, uh, brands as well now. And apart from this, uh, mm-hmm. I'm traveling and writing as a more as a passion. And not, I'm not a full-time blogger. I'm working in a consultancy firm and I do a lot of researches over there. Uh, I've also written a book and I'm uh, writing a second book right now. So um, I think this is uh, more or less okay about my thing. Brilliant, brilliant. And uh, yeah, Akash is uh, actually Akash turned a novelist, I think, after we spoke to you last time, right? Yes. The other guy, that's the name of the book too? The, the book came in 2017. We will include a link to Akash's book too in the description of the podcast so yeah, people can check it out so Akash now that you've given us a brief intro about yourself um, why don't you also quickly tell us and the listeners where you're taking us to today okay so today we'll be talking about Landor uh, Landor is just like five kilometers from Masuri and Masuri as you all know is quite a favorite haunt of uh, people in North India one of the favorites hill stations uh-huh. but uh, Landor which is like only six or seven kilometers from Masuri is often missed so I have like a childhood connection with Masuri and Landor. For me, Landor was like, okay, I'm going to skip Masuri and go to Landor. And that had been like my favorite <laughs> always. You know, I always missed Masuri because uh, once you go to Landor, which is like five kilometers uphill, you, you literally see and you can believe that Masuri is a good place, but nothing like Landor. It has a different vibe altogether. Absolutely. And uh, I think it's for um, a good reason that it's also referred to um, as the Queen of Hills, right? I mean, more so... Masuri and Landor together, but still they're yes, referred to as yes. the Queen of the Hills. A very quaint little town. We'll, we'll be talking about it a little more, but uh, that's that's the charm of Landor. I think it's more about the 
place and about the being there than uh, going there to see the things or uh, activities to indulge in. So now just tell us, uh, when is an ideal time to visit Landor or uh, when did you visit Landor? I mean, the ideal time to visit Landor is uh, you can go there almost uh, any season, any time of the year. The the summers are different because mm-hmm. the summers are cooler over there. And even in April or May, you, you can go with a light woolen and be there. Rains are just amazing. I mean, in the monsoon, you can literally be hit by the clouds, as you say. <laughs> Winters, Landor sees snowfall before Masuri. <laughs> so, you know, the best place to be there to have a good view of the snowfall in Uttarakhand is Landor then. And I also believe uh, just as a little bit of a cultural connection or uh, uh, the British connection, basically, right? Uh, Landor has been, historically been a British cantonment. I think uh, that's how it basically came into being. And uh, it was also named after a Welsh town called as uh, Landor or something, right? (laughs) So Landor Landor has uh, quite a good connection with the English history as such. And not just English history, it's Uh also where the Anglo-Indian writing too. So we can talk more about, you know, the sort of uh, people who have come and visited Landor and what has come out of Landor for all of us. Uh, so Landor, uh, this quaint town was uh, um, after, you know, they had a fight, the Gorkhas and the British, they had a fight. And after that entire conquest, the British established Landor as one of the cantonment areas where the soldiers can go and relax. So the original idea of Landor was to go and relax. And that idea has remained. Even today, you can go to Landor and relax and do nothing more. Absolutely. I think it's a sanatorium. I think that's that's what uh, you're referring to also, right? Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So from from that time, uh, you know, Landor is steeped in that British history and that colonial charm. Even if today, if you go to Landor, you'll find the houses which have those those sort of architecture you can find there. The exact architecture which, you know, you find in, you know, Irish villages, Irish towns or, you know, the British villages and towns, you find those quaints and those hints in Landor as well. Even the roads in Landor and there aren't many roads in Landor. (laughs) It's a very small town. But most of these areas, uh, you'll find names like, you know, uh, Kenilworth, Woodstock, Waverley. And all of these are actually British towns or British villages which are there. So... Those names are still there. So there is an unmissable English connection in the Landor area, the entire place, be it architecture, be it in form of the cuisine or uh, the culinary skills that have developed there. You know, the cottages are still in that Tudor style, the very old English connection, in fact. And uh, then the historical places there, there are so many heritage buildings which have now been converted into hotels or homestays. Mm-hmm. And these buildings are from the era of 1800s or so when Landor actually came into existence. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, uh, yeah, quickly um, making a reference to, right, uh, compared to Masuri, this is very, very different because um, yes. on one hand, you would think Masuri is quite commercial, uh, commercialized that way. And uh, compared to that, Landor really hasn't lost its charm, right? No. It still has that uh, very Raj era uh, kind of everything, uh, right from the architecture to the other heritage structures that you're uh, touching upon. And uh, one of the reasons uh, while looking this up, right, uh, one of the reasons uh, that probably led to this <laughs> distinction was that uh, because Landor was a cantonment, right, apparently after 1924, any new um, construction, right, of uh, private properties and stuff like that, that was... Uh, kind of banned it in Landor. Banned. And, uh, right. So that 
perhaps worked out uh, like a good thing in one way that it wasn't yes. commercialized to a large extent like Masuri was. And uh, in one way, it kind of uh, we kind of framed it in those uh, 1800s and 1900s, right? It didn't uh, quite change that much, uh, which is a good thing. Yes, yes, you you are exactly on spot. Uh, so because it was a cantonment area and the building or anything was not encouraged, so it remained very different from Masuri, which evolved as a commercial town. In fact, Masuri was a holiday town as well in the early British eras as well. But then it started evolving as a town which had commercial connections. Landor remained entirely, you may say, isolated or desolate from all these things. And and it's interesting because it just takes you 15 or 20 minutes to go from Masuri to Landor. It's just five or six kilometers uphill. Very steep road. An exciting journey, really, those uh, four or five kilometers. But then you, you'll find the difference. Landor is completely different. I still say Landor, you have to go. You have to go for, you know, long walks and sitting on a bench and looking at those hills and do nothing. While in Masuri, <laughs> you can have like 10 things to do. You have to visit this place. You have to do this. You have to do this. You have to do this. And still, both the places have their own charm. You go to Landor and you'll not feel like that you are missing something because it's meant for a different purpose altogether. And because of the reason that, you know, it uh, remained isolated and nothing was encouraged. And even today, no one goes there. Landor has remained a favorite of not just the British, but also of many of these uh, princely uh, estates. Like, you know, uh, the Mm -hmm. Maharaja of Patiala had a... A holiday home over there. The Maharaja of Alwar had a holiday home over there. And now many of these Bollywood uh, celebs, they have their holiday homes over there. Arshad Varsi has one. Uh, Victor Banerjee has one. And Victor Banerjee's home is like amazing. It's like really pretty. The name of his home, uh, home is uh, Rabbit Thespian. <laughs> that's oh. the name. <laughs> Rabbit Thespian? Okay, yes. that's an interesting name. <laughs> uh, very recently... Uh, Sachin Tendulkar has gone there and he has expressed to make his holiday home over there as well. So, you know, when you see these things, you can realize how different Landor will be. You don't have to see the pictures. You can just imagine how different this place will be from Masuri or any of the hill towns which have been commercialized to the extent that we have started, you know, sort of hating them for their commercializations. But Landor has its own charm. It has cute cafes, really good places to eat, really good food really good places to stay, you know, long walks. And that's everything about Landor. <laughs> Brilliant. So uh, let's get into uh, some specifics and uh, talk a little bit more. Uh, so what time of the year did you visit Landor? I recently visited like just last year, actually, 2018. It was April, March or April. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, and uh, in terms of um, uh, the length of the trip, uh, what, what would you advise in terms of uh, how much time one can spend there? Obviously, uh, like given the beautiful vibe that Landor has, uh, obviously staying there for a while and uh, doing something like writing a book, especially in your case, right? Like <laughs> something like writing a book might be great, but um, for somebody visiting, um, perhaps a weekend would be a good time, right? Uh, good enough time to spend there? Yes. Two, three days is good. Okay, okay, brilliant. Um, and uh, where where exactly were you staying? Or where did you choose to stay? Uh, I stayed in a heritage property called uh, Rockabye Manor. So Rockabye Manor is uh, 18, 1840. Mm. So uh, yeah, it was among the first of the buildings that came in Landor. So Landor was established in something around 1820s when the discoverer of Masuri, Captain Young, he thought of shifting to Landor and he built his own 
home over there. And Rockaby Banner was something around uh, 1840s or something. So, you know, the first few buildings, a handful of buildings in Langdor. So Rockaby Manor is special that way because, you know, you are going to stay in a building that's almost like 200 years old and hasn't lost that charm. Oh so God, you yeah. look at it, it's, <laughs> it's just, it still has that, you know, the gin, gingerbread look, as I say. You have those uh, slanted mm. roofs. A beautiful garden and then all that, you know, the old style stairs which go round and the wooden panels. Rockaby Manor is, uh, if you don't get to stay in Rockaby Manor because it has just like seven or eight rooms, it's not a very big place. Okay. Uh, you must, must, must go to the Emily's Kitchen, which is in Rockaby Manor for their continental food. Okay. So, so that's open for uh, even even people not living there, not staying there? Yeah, it's open for everyone. Okay. Okay. That's great. But yeah, <clears throat> I just wanted to um, touch upon Rockaby Manor, right? I just had a chance to look at the, some of the pictures that you shared. And uh, yeah, I was absolutely floored by it also. Like a beautiful old, uh, like I said, 18th century building with um, a wonderful stone structure with wooden floors and uh, almost looks like a uh, what do you call Swiss chalet I think you've actually called that in the blog as well it looks like one of those uh, Swiss chalets that you have in the Alpine mountains yes. and uh, uh, just just a beautiful look and vibe to it uh, I think it um, kind of encapsulates the whole vibe of Blandor very nicely right Rockaway Manor yes and Rockaway Manor is almost on the top of the hill so from there the sort of views that you get and especially when you sit in this um, Emily's uh, kitchen, mm -hmm. the sort of views that you can get of the valley. I mean, from there, you can look at Masuri, you can look at you know, Dehradun also. And uh, those views are amazing. And uh, Masuri is especially famous for its views because uh, it is one of those places where you get, uh, there's a technical term for it, which, which they say there's a striking orange light, which you can see. Uh, during the sunset right. in Masuri and Landor. Mm -hmm. And it's not in most of the places. So in India, if you have to see like really good sunsets, so Masuri, Landor, all of these places are for that. The sky gets really orange and then there is striking light on the sky which you can see. Yeah, I also read that this is, I think you can get a glimpse of this in very from very few places in the world. And uh, actually, yes. Missouri Landor is one of them. And uh, it, it's almost, I don't know if I should call it like a false horizon or whatever. It's almost like a thin line across uh, the sky right. Right, that gets drawn during sunset and uh, sunrise also perhaps and I, I saw this um, during the sunset like uh, in one of the videos mm. so uh, I think even that's like a really dreamy sort of a thing it feels unreal to an extent also so I think that's a great view also one can catch absolutely and uh, you, you think Emily's Kitchen gives a view of this too? Yes it does it does because Emily's Kitchen has an open area where, where you can sit okay. and in that open area uh, you, you get a full view of the valley because it's at almost at the top so you get the full view of the valley, you get uh, the view of uh, Masuri and Dehradun from there and you can look at the sky and get this view. Unfortunately, when I was there, it was almost raining. Uh, so I did not get view in my last uh, visit, but I've seen it, uh, you know, I've been to Landor like five or six times now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. And as I said, it's like a childhood connection to me. <laughs> 
it's <laughs> yeah. absolutely mesmerizing yeah absolutely brilliant and uh, uh, yeah it's uh, that's why like you mentioned at the beginning also you really don't have to go and do anything or um, like have a bucket list or a checklist of things to do etc you just have to go and stay there you just have to go and live there i think uh, that's that's the whole uh, vibe of uh, landor but uh, i think there's a lot of other things also for um, people who are uh, more of the kind who actually want to go and uh, indulge themselves in a few activities right there's a few things things that they can indulge themselves into also right so uh, why don't you call out a few of those uh, things also akash sure 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 there there are two kinds of travelers as i say one who want who go with a bucket list like there are 10 things that i want to tick 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 and see those stuff <laughs> and there are people who just want to breathe in the moment be there and try to discover explore things landor is mostly for the second type of traveler where you have to slow down and you have to breathe in those things mm-hmm. hear those stories just go around discover it for yourself it's more like that but there are important spots in landor and each spot has like its own stories so being in quaint mm-hmm. english uh, sort of a setup landor has its own uh, sort of rendezvous with these writers where the, there are ghost stories at, as well okay yes there are places where uh, you know um, it's uh, there there's a very famous story of uh, um, of a smuggler in in landor which uh, actually inspired ruskin bond to write a, a very famous story of his and in fact most of ruskin mm-hmm. bond's stories are based on these you know local things in in and around landor and masuri uh, i must add over here now that i have taken name of ruskin bond i must add over here the most famous personality of landor is ruskin bond <laughs> exactly <laughs> and uh, there there is a famous cafe come homestay now domas inn uh, so it serves okay. tibetan food and th- that is right next to uh, ruskin bond's house so if you if you are a fan of ruskin bond uh, you know you should go to landor you never know you know when you are out on a walk you might just find ruskin bond over there I did that once. <laughs> oh really? Okay. That must have been something. <laughs> yeah. I was a kid then. I was pretty young at that time. Now Ruskin Bond doesn't come out that often, but uh, every Saturday he opens his doors and he mo- meets people and uh, sometimes he often goes he goes to uh, a bookstore in Masuri also, but Landor is a better place to visit him because, you know, it's his house. And Saturday you can go and meet him and greet him and have even have tea with him. all of that happens that's brilliant and i think uh, he has lived in landor for a while also now right i think uh, with his um, adoptive family right yes, yeah, yes. yeah yeah ivy cottage i believe is the name of the property that he lives in uh, but yeah like while digging up on this uh, that's that's what i found and uh, yeah as you mentioned as well like he's been there around for a while and a lot lot of this uh, work also a lot of his work also that he's done the famous um, writer and novelist yes. Ruskin Bond uh, it's it's reflected and uh, it's from his experiences um, living in Landor as as he is um, mentioned as well so i think that's a great addition if nothing right <laughs> just uh, the opportunity for his readers or uh, people or, or who are his fans to like go and live in the place that has inspired so many of his works and uh, uh, and also a chance to actually run into Ruskin Bond himself the man the legend himself so literally i think that's that's brilliant and and there are some interesting cafes over there one one of the cafe is landor bakehouse uh, which actually is run by uh, the rockaby manor property only 
Now, interesting thing mm-hmm. about Landor Bakehouse, apart from you know from uh, the blueberry cakes and the uh, violet cakes and all of those things, is uh, that they are trying to revive the old uh, cuisines of Landor. Because Landor, uh, because it was uh, home of the soldiers and uh, it has a lot of connection with that, uh, you know, the English word over there. So it, mm-hmm. it has seen that concoction of, you know, the Indian style of cooking and the uh, uh, English style of cooking. And uh, so all of that has evolved. So it has those culinary or the cuisines there. And Landor Bakehouse is trying to revive all those things. So if you go to Landor Bakehouse, you'll find a lot of these books which are which are trying to revive these old stories, these old uh, you know recipes of Landor, the the folk mm-hmm. tales of Landor, everything which is which has revolved around Landor and how Landor has evolved. So that's one nice place you one should should go to, not just for the food because of you know the sort of thing that they are doing in Landor and obviously for their great views. Yeah, and it's a great looking property also. It's a nice little, almost that English type of a <laughs> big house, right? Yes. That, uh, has a really nice feel about it also. And what was your favorite thing to eat there? Uh, I went there somewhere in the evening and I had my cakes and coffee over there. So I am I'm a coffee addict, not even a coffee lover. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have to have coffee. And if I get a chance to have coffee, it means that I have to slow down, sit and have coffee. So that was my thing for Landor Bakehouse. Along with cakes. Landor Bakehouse is very near to St. Paul's Church, which is another place to see. Okay. Almost a stone's throw of a distance is the Rockabye Manor. And you have to just keep walking, walking a little while, and then you come to one of the most famous places. In fact, the most famous place of Landor, which is Chardukan. Oh, okay. Chardukan is exactly Chardukan. <laughs> there are only four, four uh, shops over there. And they sell, I mean, they are all eateries there. There's actually a now fifth shop over there as well. But for me, it will always remain a chardukan, right from my childhood right. time. And uh, that's a place where you have to sit down. You have to have tea, the banmaska or the maggi, and then listen to the local gossip. So this, <laughs> yes, this place is actually famous for their local gossips, where you can sit and get all this conversation around. And talk to people, they'll tell you about, you know, which other places to go, what other things to do. Landor is famous for its peanut butter also. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, there's also a story to it. A lot of these British officers, when they retired, they went and settled in Landor. And with them, they got these machines to make peanut butter. Mm. And when after in 1947, they sold these machines at a throwaway price. So still, uh, you can find some of these places which make these peanut butter using those old machines. So you have that old taste still. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, this is in Chardukan, or is this someplace else? Uh, where is this? This is there are like now four or five places which make peanut butter. Okay. One of the most famous places is Anil Prakash, who runs a homestay as well now. So he makes those homemade peanut butters, jams, cheese, preserves. All of those things. So he runs his ho- own uh, homestay, which is called uh, Devdar Woods Hotel. It's a, it's again a small property, okay. uh, twelve or fifteen uh, rooms, but again lovely Himalayan views. Um, that is like a constant everywhere in Landor. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, 
there perhaps is no place uh, given that landor is such a small place also there's uh, no place in landor from where you don't have the views right uh, be it the <laughs> right. view of the himalayas or uh, just being uh, engulfed by these um, beautiful looking trees right right from the uh, the others like you mentioned to the pines and everything uh, it's just that whole vibe yeah. about the place that uh, every direction you look in be it the hills or just being the woods it's it's just a such a breathtaking and a magnificent view right and uh, then i i did talk about the dolmas cafe uh, for the tibetan food yeah. and there's a ivy cafe oh yes the ruskin bonds house is known as ivy cottage right 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 yeah that's the that's the one we uh, touched upon earlier too uh, yeah looks like yes. a lot of things to uh, stop and uh, just like you said um, calm down relax and uh, just enjoy a good meal or two right, right. Uh, it's that kind of a place and uh, yeah just to again call out uh, while we're saying that uh, this is like char dukan like you mentioned right is the main uh, hub of landor it's nothing like uh, say the mall road in masuri so if you're looking at it from that perspective then uh, perhaps landor is not the place where you want to go shop and uh, see a lot of people and all of that it's very quiet very especially if you go there in the non touristy season i guess it's uh, you, you'll barely find any people around you also it's that sort of a place right right exactly so uh, if you have to do some sort of a shopping there's a place called sisters bazaar okay so sister sisters bazaar is the place where nurses used to stay mm-hmm. because all of these soldiers who went there they were war torn soldiers who went there to relax so there was nurses who used to stay there to you know sort of give them uh, some sort of a treatment or so that that place is now known as sisters bazaar mm-hmm. where you can do some sort of shopping okay obviously not the mall road of masuri <laughs> yeah a little walk from there takes you to a place called lal tibba uh huh okay when i was a child it was just nothing it was just one spot where you can go and get a nice photograph now lal tibba has a good uh, cafe also where you can go eat something and uh, do something and obviously you can look at the view interesting part over here is that from lal tibba you can go to one of the private reserves over there which is joharbat national reserve and from there you can go for a trekking of nag tibba which is quite famous among people now right so it's a one day trek it's not too uh, stressful but uh, is this is this the jabarkhet or uh, wildlife yes, reserve jabarkhet okay Okay. Yes, yes, Jabarkhet. Yeah, and apparently this is one of the very few or perhaps one of the first uh, privately owned wildlife sanctuaries also within uh, Uttarakhand and India as well I read. Right. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid this uh, I mean the one big change was this entire thing because when I was a kid those hills, you know, you, those those very scraggy looking brown hills mm. and now if you go they are all green. They are like uh, it's it's a very well preserved and well maintained sort of a private reserve mm-hmm. there a lot of wildlife has come a lot of birds have come in because of it and now they organize a lot of nature walks around this area right. so i think once every week one day every week they organize this nature walk and that's a way to leads to the nagtibba trek as well okay now if you turn right there's a small path which more like a dark area you turn right from lal tibba and that path i say is den of all the stories that lendor can offer you oh, really uh-huh. so there's a <laughs> there are ghost stories there are signages also about ghosts <laughs> there's a story of this smuggler uh which inspired ruskin bond to write one of his uh, famous uh, stories okay. then you have a lot of places where these writers uh they lived so one of the 
main literary guest of uh, Landor was Emily Adden. Okay. So Emily Adden was a sister of uh, Lord George Auden and she wrote a lot about uh, how British are practicing racism in India. Mm-hmm. And so when I was talking about Emily's Kitchen, the Emily's Kitchen is actually named after Emily Adden, the writer. Okay, I see, I see. Uh-huh. So coming back to the story. So uh-huh. this story is about uh, one British adventurer who was known as Pahari Wilson. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and yes, Pahari Wilson because he stayed in Pahari. And so he made a he made a fortune over there by just by, you know, illegally cutting down trees in that area and then uh, logging off those uh, logs on the Ganges. And then there used to be some illegal dipper somewhere down the river which could collect those logs and all mm-hmm. that. And he made a fortune out of it. And all of these logs were sold to the British to build those... Uh, you know, the the railway coaches, which were wooden at that right, time. Right, right. So all of that wood was coming on from there. And this entire story of Pahari Wilson, this inspired Ruskin Bond to write uh, The Man Who Would Be King. And that was his story. Yeah, this uh, sounds like quite the adventure seeker, right? Pahari Wilson. <laughs> and quite the entrepreneur too. I just love the name Pahari Wilson. His real name was Frederick Wilson. But okay. uh, over time, as the story grew and as people came to know about uh, how he's making money and all that, he came to be known as Pahari Wilson. And there there are many ghost stories also. And in fact, uh, some of the ghost stories that Ruskin Bond has written are actually inspired from Landor. Mm. So there's an old cemetery over there. Now, there, now, there's a story that, you know, the cemetery is like a den of, uh, you know, spirits and all that. And there's exactly a signage on the board also just after the, just before the cemetery that be cautious, you're walking on a dangerous path, something, something like this. (laughs) So it exactly tells you that, you know, there is a ghost, something. The cemetery is very old. It's still open, but there's almost nothing over there. And uh, a lot of stories have come out from there. Interesting. And uh, perhaps I'm assuming this is uh, probably been in use since the British times, right? Most of the British soldiers, I guess, would have been buried yes. there is what I'm thinking, yeah? Yes, yes. So there were two cemeteries uh, in Landor at that time. Now both are out of, almost out of use. And But this one is infamous for its, for its ghost and all that. The reason why they have two cemeteries was because this place became so much haunted that the uh, these British officers they actually requested that a new cemetery should be made where we can go and bury our uh, you know uh, relatives because we don't want them to return as ghosts. <laughs> so uh, the new the second cemetery came because this was supposedly haunted because uh, they couldn't rest in peace. I guess. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, sorry about the <laughs> crude joke there, but yeah, interesting story about the cemetery also. Yeah. And a little distance from there is a uh, home of uh, Sir John Everest. So Sir George Everest uh, was a surveyor general. He was a mountaineer and uh, he's the man who did the entire trigonometrical survey of India. Mm-hmm. He covered almost all the peaks in India from South India to the Himalayas. He measured some of the highest peaks in the world, all the Himalayan peaks. And then when he got old and all that, he built a house for himself in a very secluded corner in Landor. Mm-hmm. And you can go there. It's a little distance from a place called Hathipao. 
which is like the exteriors of uh, uh, both uh, of Masuri, Masuri town. And uh, in that secluded corner, you can go and see his lodge. It's in a very dilapidated condition, but then it's almost, it's the highest point in Masuri. And again, you should go there for your, you know, your diet of history and then the lovely views over there. Brilliant. This is uh, quite a gem of uh, this one. And uh, if I'm not wrong, this is the same person after whom uh, Mount Everest was named also, right? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, quite something. And uh, uh, not not far away from Landor is what you're saying, right? Yeah, it's not far away from Landor. It's very close by. Very, very interesting. And uh, quite the contrast to our uh, Pahari Wilson that we just uh, spoke about. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just sad that the home is in a dilapidated state. Uh, I hope you're able to kind yes, of at is. least rebuild yeah, rebuild it, it maybe, at least to, know, restore yeah, it. To some extent at least so that uh, uh, it's in a state where people can visit and have a look at it yeah yeah and there are there are other stories as well like you know uh, a Mahar, um, uh, some cousin of Maharaja of Patiala she fell in love with a British officer in Landor mm. and uh, you know the entire secret love story was actually run in Landor at that time so <laughs> Landor has its own share of you know stories and uh, stuff and, and and you can go from one spectrum to the other from you know the ghost stories to love stories to stories of uh, you know gallantry yeah. adventure <laughs> everything is there yeah that's the uh, quite the gamut of stories and uh, no wonder that Ruskin Bond grew up on these and uh, kind of reproduced so many of these also right he came yeah back. obviously <laughs> so when, when I when I was listening to all these stories I was thinking the same thing that no wonder Ruskin Bond has like such a you know <laughs> truckload of stories with him because he's living in that place which has seen all of these things around. I mean, every family will have something. Exactly, exactly. I mean, uh, I know we've been kind of under setting expectations right from the beginning, saying that there's not a lot of things to do, but uh, we've actually counted quite a few things that people can go and see also, right? It's uh, beyond just the vibe of it also at this point. Yeah, right. (laughs) I mean, that's what I said. Landor is for those kind of travelers who want to... Like, you know, go slow, breathe in the moments, look for stories, hear those conversations. Uh, That is it. A lot of retired people uh, settle in Landor. A lot of these uh, um, army guys settle in Landor. Mm -hmm. A lot of people who have made their, you know, careers in writing and arts and uh, films are settled over there. So you can imagine the sort of conversations that happen in Landor. And Char Dukan, as I said, is, you know, the place for listen to all these stories and gossips. It's a den of his stories, even today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. And uh, yeah, for people who have uh, sampled enough of this, there's always uh, Masuri. If you want to do more things, you can always go down to Masuri. If you want to see more people, <laughs> you want to go down to Masuri. Yes. You can always do that. But yeah, L- Landor has its own charm, its own... For me, it almost feels like uh, this has been... Somebody has like just frozen the moment in, back in the day when the British were here, right? Everything from the um, kind of architecture to the kind of... Uh, even in terms of commercialization, right? It hasn't been very commercialized. It literally feels like you're going back to the 1800s or 19, early 1900s or whatever that is. So that's a, that's the great thing. And that's the USP for Landor for me. Uh, now, having discussed all of this, is there is there uh, more things to do here? Like how, what else did you do while... While you were here at Landor? So mostly, as I said, uh, it's about long walks. And one of the one of the interesting things which I found is those, uh, you know, so there's, there are signage boards over here on uh, after every distance. Mm-hmm. 
and there are dustbins at almost around every 200 meters there are dustbins so the place is super duper clean okay that's and good. there are these very witty signage boards very witty and in a way they are like very thought provoking signage board as well mm-hmm. so there is one signage board which i especially liked is if we liked noise we wouldn't live here if you like noise you shouldn't be here <laughs> that exactly sums up everything what landor is if you want people and noise and all that no this is not the place for you but if you want to grow beyond it reimagine your life think about something then this is the place there are other things there are signage boards of these old english poets now you you may find signage boards of thomas eliot you may find signage boards uh, from uh, wordsworth's poems and all that so that sort of a literary connection that you can find here and a couple of other things also i saw um akash that people pro- probably might be interested in uh, there's a couple of the churches also i believe st peter's church and uh, the kellogg church um, the kellogg church yes. dating back to the american missionaries who were in the area also for a while during the 1800s so that's something people can do and uh, we did mention about the jabarkit wildlife reserve right there's a lot of yes. uh, treks and uh, little guided walks that people can indulge in um there's a landor school of learning also i believe where a lot of um, foreigners come and learn hindi and urdu and uh, indian languages yes. like that which is quite unique i thought right actually thanks for reminding me because that reminds me of some very good incidents over there uh-huh. you may find a lot of foreigners there and uh, talking in their the the so called sing song hindi <laughs> and uh, they are always practicing hindi uh, because they come to landor for this uh, for their uh, hindi lessons for this school of learning uh-huh. and apart from it uh, you know there are other uh, international schools also over there the woodstock school yep, is there yep. and because you have these international schools and you have this school of learning also there are a lot of events which are organized in landor in these cafes which are for the locals there and there could be live music there could be rock bands there could be because uh, you know um, when i was there we had a german band playing some songs there this was like out of complete imagination that you are in landor and you have a band of germany playing some music for you and then later i realized that this german band is actually uh, they they are the people who have come to this school of learning to learn hindi mm-hmm. and to know more about uh, the literature indian literature and indian arts and because they were a group of people bunch of people who were into music and all that they grouped together formed a band and now they were playing in the local cafe over there so it was a very interesting serendipity for me it was a good discovery because i wasn't imagining that to happen there yeah yeah it's uh, such a nice story right and uh, a great connection also uh, drawing it back to the landor school of uh, uh, learning that's 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 what it's called thank you for drawing out such a dreamy and uh, unreal picture at times right uh, mm-hmm. i would I I would definitely urge people to uh, head out and uh, look at Akash's blog. Just have a look at some of the pictures and the places that we've been talking about too. Uh, it's it's a brilliant blog. Uh, do do you want to touch upon a little bit about the blog and also how people can follow your work, Akash? My blog, as you have already mentioned, is handofcolors.me. Apart from that, you can check out my stories on Instagram. There's a Facebook page by Hand of Colors. You can check it out there as well. there's a twitter and a tumblr option also where you can so mostly i actually am you know the second kind of traveler who wants to go to places and breathe in the moment so you'll find that in my blog as well <laughs> there are places where <laughs> you know it's more experiential you just go you live in those moments you try to 
see what things are there and how differently things are and uh, landor is like a childhood connection i've like you know seen it growing with me as i have grown a final couple of uh, pointers to add also before we start uh, winding this up right uh, tom alter right if people remember uh, the famous gora was usually there in the most bollywood movies or he used to be in the bollywood movies of the past right tom alter actually uh, yes. grew up here or uh, was even born here if i'm not wrong so uh, that's another bollywood connection for you victor banerjee right joggers park and everything yeah he has a home uh, like like um, Akash mentioned, and uh, even people like uh, Pranoy Roy of NDTV, and uh, Pranoy Roy has Vishal Bharadwaj. Pranoy Roy has Vishal Bharadwaj has Ashwarsi has, and last time I heard that even Shahrukh Khan is ready to have all the. <laughs> okay, maybe we shouldn't get to that level. That uh, <laughs> Landor also gets overcrowded and. Uh, people start flogging in here but i i hope it uh, retains its old charm <laughs> i think these people also realize this thing that if you have to escape everything you have to come to landor <laughs> and uh, apparently um while i was doing a little bit of research of this was uh, uh, jim corbett right the famous um, hunter the hunter of um, many right. killer uh, many uh, yeah. leopards and tigers right he actually grew up his parents were here for a while so he grew up for a few years in uh, landor as well so a lot of lot of beautiful connections also uh, not just the place but uh, some great personalities also have come out of landor so i think uh, together akash and i have uh, drawn out a few reasons for you to visit landor and uh, just be mindful of the fact that you leave the place as it is don't uh, pollute it because um, as As Akash mentioned, people are, uh, the locals are already going a long way in trying to maintain the cleanliness of the place. Um, you can do uh, your bit too by making sure you're not uh, polluting or uh, uh, even littering the place, right? Uh, so just make sure of that and uh, try to walk as much as you can. So that way you'll avoid building traffic and traffic jams in these uh, hills and uh, ruining their environment. So try walking as much as you can. Try enjoying the views and the vistas as much as you can and uh, just trying to be. Uh, you don't have to do anything else while you're in land. Thank you so much, Akash, for uh, drawing this out so beautifully for us. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for inviting me. That was yet another great episode of the Vasafir Stories. If you guys like the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Audio Boom, Savan, Pocket Casts, Castbox, Stitcher, or any other podcasting app available on iOS or Android. Please do leave us a review on iTunes. It goes a long way in the show's discoverability. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We go by the handle The Musafir Stories. Or if it suits you, you could email us at themusafirstories@gmail.com or visit our website at www.themusafirstories.com for more information. All of these links will be made available in the show notes section of each episode. So here's to more traveling, sharing and inspiring. Stay tuned for our next episode. Until then, happy travels and goodbye. My name is Sharzad Kiyade. I'm a Gemini Pescatarian, a mom of two wild little boys. I'm Susan Yara. I'm a mom of two also. This morning, I went to the bathroom alone. I woke up at five, put my boob in her mouth, and then she took a dump. Because that's what she uses me for. <laughs> that's what you're going to hear a lot of our stories and experiences in our crazy journeys to motherhood. It's fam for all moms, not for all dads, not fathers and moms, for all moms. It's going to be a good old time. You guys are going to want to stick around. Promise. So subscribe.